so hello. Uh, welcome to another Physician Spotlight. Uh, my name is uh, Dr. Carolyn Newberry, and I'm going to be serving as your host. Um, I'm excited to be sitting down today with Dr. Robin Mendelson, who is the Clinical Director of the Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition Services, as well as an Associate Professor of Clinical Medicine and Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, so Dr. Mendelson, very nice to see you today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> No problem. Um, so, you know, I always ask people that I'm interviewing, you know, what sort of brought you into nutrition and tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think most of us that got into nutrition have an interesting journey. Um, you know, I was always interested in nutrition, took classes in college, um, was sort of uh, disappointed that it wasn't more of a major focus during medical school and residency. And then when I did my fellowship at Memorial Sloan Kettering, we actually had uh, six months of dedicated nutrition during our GI fellowship. Um, and, and during that time, you know, I really solidified my interest in nutrition um, and really saw what a critical role it plays in all of medicine, um, but especially as gastroenterologists and became really interested in how to integrate nutrition into my practice. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. And as a fellow gastroenterologist who also has a nutrition interest, I'm excited to, you know, speak with other people that understand how important, you know, nutrition is to the digestive tract and its health. Absolutely. Um, and definitely tell us a little bit about uh, the nutrition service that you run at Sloan Kettering. Yeah, so... Um... We have a dedicated nutrition fellowship. Um, it's a one-year clinical nutrition fellowship, uh, which focuses mostly on enteral and parental nutrition. Um, you know, as a cancer hospital, we do a lot of supplemental nutrition. Um, we also um, have a lot of patients with nutritional disorders, malabsorption, short gut, and uh, you know, we get these consults as, as gastroenterologists and a lot of gastroenterologists put in, you know, feeding tubes and then send people on their way or they order TPN and then, you know, they get a generalized TPN formula. And our service really individualizes nutrition for all of these patients. Um, every patient gets a specialized either enteral or parenteral nutrition order, which is changed based on clinical status. Um, and as our um, clinical nutrition uh, fellow, goes throughout the year, they learn how to take care of these patients. Um, most of these fellows go on to do gastroenterology, and I think that's because the majority of our service are gastroenterologists, though we do have one nephrologist. Um, but we've had people go on to, to every aspect of medicine, um, renal, endocrinology, even surgery, because as you know, you know, nutrition is, is fundamental to almost every specialty and, and, and every general service as well. And so um, we provide that foundation and our fellows go on to, you know, utilize nutrition uh, in when they, if they become gastroenterologists in their practice um, or whatever they do. And we've had people go on to start nutrition programs in other places. And they really have, you know, a unique opportunity to use these services in, in places that may not have them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a unique opportunity for GI fellows to have that much exposure to nutrition because so many programs, including the one that I trained at, we just really don't get that during our training. So yeah, absolutely. And we have, you know, we have fellows and residents and med students from all over come and spend 
a week, two weeks, sometimes a month, sometimes even a few months with us, um, depending on their interest, um, to really see what we do and, and take that back with them. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like you've been a mentor to so many trainees and, you know, when you, when they come to you and say, you know, I'm interested in a career in nutrition, what advice do you give them? So, yeah. So first of all, I'm excited. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I tell them that it's, you know, one, it's always important to find mentors, you know, and um, it's, you know, I think mentorship is important and difficult and, and sometimes mentorship is forced on you um, and you're just assigned somebody that may not meet your needs. Um, and I think that it's, you know, it's interesting because I, I found, you know, roles of mentors in different people. Um, and there's some people um, like Dr. Moshe Shaikh, who is um, an, also an Aspen member and um, is the head of our nutrition department. You know, he, um, you know, he provided me with such guidance in nutrition. And then you met with other people who would give you a, maybe more of a research focus or, or something like that. And so I encourage, um, you know, these, you know, fellows or residents um, to really seek out a mentor in nutrition, which is not always that easy, um, who can sort of help you guide, guide you through the process of how to integrate this into your practice, or if it's your main practice, how to do that. Um, you know, sometimes because our service is, you know, mostly enteral and parental nutrition, and obviously that's one side of, of malnutrition, and then there's obesity, which is the other side. Um, you know, I, I encourage people if they're interested to go out and do, you know, another fellowship or rotation to really get a, the whole breadth of, of nutrition. Um, and I encourage them if they want to do research to, you know, do something that they're interested in, though I do always caution them that nutrition research is, is very, very difficult to do, as you know. Um, and I just, you know, encourage them to stick with it and, and to try to navigate um, the system using the resources that we have. I mean, I think that's great advice. And, you know, it sounds like you've had a lot of success with mentoring people to actually go into the nutrition space, which again is very exciting. Um, You know, in terms of how the nutrition landscapes has changed since you started practicing, you've been doing this for a few years now, you know, what are the biggest things you've seen? Um, So, you know, what's, what's great about nutrition is that so many of the fundamentals are, are what we learned, you know, even in elementary school. Um, and so, you know, that, that always, you know, makes me excited that there are things that I learned in elementary school and high school that I'm still using on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, I think that as, you know, the, the, the most interesting part, I think, to me as working as a cancer center is, you know, when I first started as a fellow, you know, we didn't really talk about obesity management that much because our can our cancer patients, you know, they were cancer patients, we had to get them through treatment, even if they were obese. Um, and now as you know, the the climate of cancer has changed and people are living longer with cancer. Um, and obesity, as you know, is such a major risk factor for so many cancers. I found that, you know, our focus is is changing um, and and trying to focus on treating obesity in these patients um, who will hopefully survive their cancer and live long term and not have recurrence or another cancer. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting to hear because you're right, you know, you always think of the cachectic cancer patient who is incredibly malnourished and needs, you know, nutrition support, but, you know, so many of them, you probably are dealing a lot with like sarcopenic obesity where the patients are malnourished, but also 
obese and that's right. really challenging um, arena to be in. It is um, yeah. In, in addition to, you know, everything that you just discussed, you know, is there any direction or things that you're interested in, in seeing where nutrition goes in the future? Yeah. So, you know, I think, um, you know, the, the other hat that I have um, in the hospital is that um, I'm the co-director of our young onset, um, our center, sorry, for young onset colorectal cancer. Um, and as you know, as a gastroenterologist, you know, we've done a great job at decreasing incidence and mortality of colorectal cancer in those 50 and over in our screening group, but we've seen this very uh, scary increase in those under 50 and trying to figure out why. And so we opened the center um, now two years ago in March of 2018 uh, with, you know, the clinical goal to really provide coordinated care to these patients. And, you know, interestingly, when you would talk to these patients, they would say, you guys took a great, you know, you guys took great care of my cancer, but no one really took care of me. And one of the main um, uh, echoing voices was that, you know, they wanted to hear more about nutrition, that, you know, everyone was giving their chemotherapy, radiation, getting them ready for surgery, but they wanted, you know, control of, of something that they could really do. And so one of, you know, all of these patients are, are offered different um, services such as integrative medicine and fertility. But one thing that we've made sure is that everyone's offered a nutrition consult so that they can speak to a dietitian about, about diet and, and changes that could, you know, get them through treatment, but also help them in, through survivorship. And then the other piece is really, you know, why is this happening? And, and that's a, that's a big question. And, you know, the, the tumors seem to be similar. So the question is, is it something environmental or in the diet? And so it's something very difficult to look into, but something that I'm very interested in to see is it changes in the diet, has changes in the diet, causes changes in the microbiome, which is obviously a very hot topic now. Um, and, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm very interested in and I've tried to really intertwine GI and nutrition um, uh, to really try to not only help these patients clinically, but also with this research interest to really try to, to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And I hope that you're able to find the answers to some of those questions because I want to read those papers. So, We're you know. <laughs> um, so I wanted to thank you to take the time to sit and speak with us. And I'm sure the Aspen community really enjoyed hearing your perspectives. And I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add before we end. Uh, no, I just, you know, I want to also thank Aspen for, you know, the resources that they provide. Um, you know, I think that because we all come from different backgrounds, it's sometimes difficult to, to find information, resources, not only for ourselves, but also for our patients. And Aspen does a great job um, at providing these resources for me and my patients. Um, and I just want to thank them for all that they do. Great. Thank you so much. That's a very nice parting word. Um, so this was uh, Dr. Robert Mendelson during today's Physician Spotlight, and we'll be back next month. Thank you. Bye.